Welcome to the podcast again today. You know, we're continuing in the book of Proverbs. Today, we're at Proverbs chapter 19. I mean, the days are just clicking off. And and by the way, time just keeps on moving. You know that uh, God uh, is, is the only one that can access time in any other direction other than just forward. It's a dimension that God has reserved unto himself. He's only given us just, just a partial access to time. It's amazing to think that God can uh, stand time still. In fact, he did that. You know, he did that for... Uh, uh, for for uh, Joshua, he just he just let time stand still, and uh, and in fact, the Bible tells us there'll come a day whenever time shall be no more. Right now, we only have access to one dimension, one little uh, uh, facet of time, and that's forward time. And time is happening. In fact, right now, we have already uh, gone in this particular uh, uh, podcast now fifty five seconds. Can you believe that? And uh, and, and and look at there, boom! There goes another minute. Uh, it and they just keep clicking off. Let me encourage you. The Word of God says, "Redeem the time." Why do we redeem the time? Because the days are not the kind of days that God wants them to be. And so we have to make best use of our time in the days that God gives us. Well, are you ready for Psalms chapter nineteen? Excuse me, Proverbs chapter nineteen. Maybe we should do the whole book of Psalms, but I'm not sure that you could listen all the way through Psalms nineteen. You know, I mean, that's a, ooh, that would take us a long time to read together, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, Proverbs chapter 19. Uh, here we go. Open your hearts today. Let's hear the word of the Lord. Again, Proverbs 19, King James Version. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. The foolishness of a man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. All of the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursueth them with his words, yet they are wanting to him. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul, and he that keepeth understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes." The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord." Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. He that keepeth the commandment keepeth his own soul, but he that despises his ways shall die. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. For if thou deliver him, yet thou must do it again. Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. 
The desire of a man is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware, and reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that causeth shame and bringeth reproach. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes to err from the words of knowledge. An ungodly witness scorneth judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. Judgments are prepared for the scorners and stripes for the back fools. <laughs> wow, what a Wonderful Proverbs again today. You know, it's so important that we open up our heart to learn the wisdom of God. And, and with all of our uh, wisdom, we need to also get understanding, not just letting wisdom pass by and gleaning it afterwards. But if we can get understanding from the things we hear, the things we go through, we can know how to apply it the next time. And that is so, so important. This particular proverb says so many things in the beginning of the proverb that talk about the rich and the poor and the difference between someone who has and someone who does not have. And it's very important to realize that, that uh, there, there is a division in life between the haves and the have-nots. Now, here is a principle that, that I share uh, sometimes with pastors whenever they are wanting to open up you know, a, a, a mission in, in, in some great and needy area. Let's say, for example, they're wanting to open up something in some uh, you know, a, a downtown area of a depressed uh, a community or of a or of a city that has gone through uh, a great depression or or perhaps the downtown has been you know uh, just vacated by businesses and such and you see a lot of things boarded up and yet there's so much opportunity and so much ministry need and and so many needy people people that are homeless and people that are needing food and people that are needing medical attention and encouragement and counsel and you know uh, of lodging and all kinds of things that are needed in many of the areas that are populated by the have-nots, by those people who have no money, those people who have no home or, or they have, you know, no hope or, or you know, whatever it is, they're, they're, they're have-nots. And the have-nots uh, don't just populate inner cities or, or countries that are developing. Sometimes we're surrounded even in our great uh, temples, in our, in our, in our great uh, assemblies. Sometimes we are surrounded with people who are have-nots. We just don't notice them so much uh, whenever they have money, but they have not peace. Or whenever they have money, but they have not hope. Whenever they have money, but they have not joy. Do you know uh, there is a principle no matter who you're trying to witness and minister to, without respect and without regard, without judgment or criticism or condemnation, but without regard to what group you are attempting to minister, you cannot minister to have-nots unless you have. You must have to reach have-nots. And you can take a bunch of people who have, and you can reach have-nots. But it's not the same trying to take a bunch of have-nots and reach the haves. You know, it's very simple as I share these principles of the Word of God with, with uh, pastors and ministers and other people that it's wonderful if you want to start, uh, you know, a ministry to have-nots. Yes, it is. 
but you need first to get a few halves around you. You need to gather a few halves. You know, Jesus, even on his road to the cross, in the last few days of his ministry, he was looking for someone who had something so that they could help him minister to people who did not have something. In fact, you may remember if you've read, you know, the, the last half of, of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you know, pretty much 40% of all the combined scriptures and chapters in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, perhaps 38, 38%, I think, uh, 38 plus percent, almost 40% of the combined gospels um, were written just about the last few days of Jesus's earthly life and ministry. And during this time, he uh, he's looking for someone who has because he knows he's about to leave and he needs the haves to reach the have-nots. In fact, he came across a young rich ruler who no doubt was led by the Holy Spirit and by the, the, the conviction of God and the conviction of the Word of God upon his life to come and present himself to Jesus just before Jesus got to Jericho the last few days of, 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 of Jesus' journey to the cross. And, and here, uh, this young rich ruler said to Jesus, tell me what I must do, you know, in, in order to get into the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, well, you know what you should do. You know, uh, you know keep the law. And the man said, well, I have kept the law. I've done all of that since my youth. And Jesus said, well, that's fine and good, but there's one other thing you need to do. And you need to sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me and you will have great treasure in heaven. Uh, you know, Jesus was looking for this have to help the have nots. And, and the Bible says that this rich man he, he was very sorrowful. Jesus loved him, the Bible says, had compassion on him, and the man yet went away sorrowful. Why? Because he would not take what he had and help those who had nothing. He would not help the poor with what he had. Jesus did not tell him to give it up. Jesus told him to give it to. There's a difference between giving up and giving to, but Jesus was still looking for somebody that had so that he could reach people who did not have. And, and Jesus went from that place to the very next place in ministry, looking through Jericho and finding Zacchaeus, who was a rich man. He was a notorious sinner, but he was a very wealthy man. And the end result of that encounter is that Jesus helped him to take what he had. Here, uh, Zacchaeus you know, he, he returned to everyone with interest, anything he had stolen from them. And then he took half of everything he had and gave it all to the poor. You know, the story about the young rich ruler and the story about Zacchaeus is the story of so many others in the Bible. Sure, Jesus loved Zacchaeus. Jesus loved the young rich ruler. The Bible tells us that he, he loved him, but you know, it wasn't all about him. It was about him uh, letting Jesus take what he had and helping people who did not have. Uh, reckon who the story was really about, that nameless, faceless person who was praying and, and was in great need, that Jesus finally got someone around the community of Jericho to help them. Jesus, then and today, you know, needs the haves to reach the have-nots, and so do we. You know, whenever Jesus wanted to feed the 5,000, he had to look around for somebody that had something. You know, even when the prophet, uh, uh, in, in the book of Kings, and the prophet w w wanted to help this widow, he had to look for something that, that she had. You have to, you, ha you know, if you want to have a ministry to have-nots, you need to reach a few haves. 
You need to also reach out to people who have peace, who have joy. Don't discard the people who, who, who have faith. Don't discard all the people who have money, who have homes, who have cars, who have food. Because if you don't have some people who have, you can never help the people who do not have. And it's important. It's our ministry to help people who do not have. But we're going to have to find somebody who actually has peace, who has faith, who has joy, you know, who has money in order to help those who don't. So please don't despise those who have. And uh, this figures into uh, what, what Solomon has seen. Um, you know, he, he says, many, in verse 6 of Proverbs 19, many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is the friend to him that gives gifts. Now, you can, you can take halves, give gifts, and you can win friends, and you can minister to those friends. You start a food line, people will show up, and you can minister to them, providing you have food, okay? <laughs> you, want to, you want to give away clothing. You want to give away lodging. If you want to give gifts, you can find plenty of people that will receive them and listen to you while you do it. But first, you have to have those gifts, like a prince. Verse 7 says, All the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words, yet they are wanting to him. They are lacking to him. They will not listen to him because words are not what they need. Words are not what they want. They, you know, People are looking for something to help them. They'll listen to your words if you'll give them something they need. But if you have nothing, you cannot take a bunch of have-nots, and reach the world. And we're called to reach the world. You cannot take the poor and reach the rich. But you can take the rich, whether it's rich in faith, rich in family, rich in peace, rich in joy, whatever it is. You can take the rich, and you can reach both the rich and the poor. And believe you me, people who have money need to be rich, reached but you will not be able to reach them and teach them if you have nothing. Well, that's the word for today, okay? The word for today is make sure you don't discount the haves. Reach the haves while you're reaching the have-nots. And if you can reach the haves like Jesus did, do you know the Bible tells us that Jesus had people follow him around and pay his bills? Do you know that? The haves, that's correct. You can read about it. Jesus, the Bible said, basically had three wealthy supporting women. One of them was the wife of the chief steward of Herod. That's right. <laughs> you know, don't get upset whenever you see rich, rich people helping the preacher. They're helping the preacher reach the people who need food, who need clothing. Do you know how much resources, how, how, how much money, resources, food, clothes, lodging, help, real help, how much uh, benevolence goes out of churches across America and around the world every day? My goodness, it's enormous. Well, just one of the orphanages that, that we support, Church on the Rock uh, Children's uh, Ministry, there in, in, in uh, uh, the southern part of India, it's been there for 33-plus years. They're in their 34th year. Do you know what? Every day 
they feed 3,000 meals every day. They don't do that with nothing. They do that because people who have help. They, they spend a, a fair portion of their time each year reaching and encouraging people that have to become a part of their ministry so that they can glean gifts and give gifts to people who do not have so that they can tell them about Jesus, encourage them, meet their needs, do the ministry of Jesus, but yet at the same time, they're, they're uh, bringing Christ and also bringing a great uh, reward to the investments that people are making in that ministry. Well, that's the principle, okay? Uh, everybody loves the prince. When he give, everybody loves anybody that gives gifts. But if you're poor, nobody wants to listen to you. That's the truth. We're going to meditate on that today. And we're going to uh, imagine what our place is in this predicament of life. What is our place? What do you have to give? What do you have abundance of? People will listen to you. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, you know, uh, uh, faithfulness, uh, meekness, humility, self-control. What is it? What fruit in your life do you have an abundance of that you can become a giver of? Or do you have resources, money, time, you know, uh, some talent? You know, what do you have that you could give? Because people will come to Christ if you can get their attention and you can get their attention by being a giver. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us here for Proverbs 19th chapter on this podcast. And join me here again for our next one tomorrow, okay, on the 20th, for Proverbs chapter 20. God bless you.